All right, welcome back. Now, the holy month of Ramadan, of course, is a time of spiritual reflection, self-improvement, and um, just a heightened time for devotion and worship for Muslims. And uh, we're right in the middle of it. And I'm um, being joined now by uh, Dr. Ghania Tijani Adeli. Thanks for being here today. My pleasure. Um, scary times for Nigeria. Uh, <laughs> we just talked about that before we came on this. And of course, Nigerians are very, very particular about their religion and how yeah. we need God to always intervene. Why is Ramadan so important? And especially in these times, why is Ramadan this important? Okay, um, you know, Ramadan is um, a very, very important thing to Muslims and Islam. It's, the, um, it's one of the five pillars of Islam. Um, it's um, in the ninth month of the Islamic calendar. And um, it's a month where we, we are supposed to fast, but not just for fasting's sake, but it's, um, the essence of the fasting is for us to be able to reflect, learn self-restraint, um, give back to the community, and, you know, um, uh, do good, like improve. It's like a training month where, you know, you'll be at your best, and then it's expected that you kind of reflect that, you let it transcend to all the 11 months. Yeah. I'll say for me, it's um, significant for, you know, for Nigeria and the world, because um, where we are now, I don't think in my close to 40 years, I've, Nigeria has been this challenged, um, security, insecurity, banditry, terrorism, kidnappings, you know, and all of that. So, if number one, if, if Muslims can, you know, imbibe all the virtues of in the month of Ramadan and they like to stay with them, which is actually what, what the purpose is, then they can live this month and then continue to. So each person will be a great person wherever they are, serve the country better, don't be cor they will not be corrupt, they will give back, you know. And I mean, if, if all the Muslims in Nigeria are at their best, definitely this country will move forward. But more importantly, Ramadan is, um, spiritually, is a month where we believe that whatever we ask God is going to be answered. I mean, not just in Ramadan, but it's more particularly this time. And so my expectation is that, you know, every Nigerian, whether you're even here or in another country, should be concerned about Nigeria and should actually pray. And I would also expect that even for non-Muslims, um, even if you're not fasting, I mean, it's a time to to appreciate what the other people are doing and then extend the love, extend the solidarity, okay, appreciate them, pray with them, and, you know, reflect on the, on the lessons of Ramadan and then apply it to your, own, yeah. to your own life as well. You know, so faith is a very um, tricky thing for a lot of people. And, um, I mean, Catholics and Christians literally just ended Lent. We celebrated Easter, so we also went through our month of, you know, fasting and prayer and all of that. And one of the things I know I saw it and heard a lot of people say is almost like we've been talking to God in Nigeria. It almost feels like we're not getting what we want. The more we pray, things are not. So when you meet people like that who sort of almost sort of resigned, to the fact that the help can never come at a time like this. How do you encourage people to still believe, you know, and especially in the month like this where we need the prayers? Okay, you, you know, the good thing about Islam is that we, 
um, while we know that God is capable of all things, He doesn't He doesn't preach miracle like when you are not doing when you are not making efforts. So Islam says iman and amal, faith and action. So if you're praying to God, you want good governance, you want um, you want um, good social amenities and all of that. But it's raining and then you're pouring that it rained a lot in my area today, and you need to see the volume of deaths on the road. So. If you like, pray, I mean... You fast, have to do your part. Yeah, you have to do your part. So uh, I'll say to people like that, even God himself didn't promise a um, miracle without efforts. You have to try. So even if you're crippled and then it makes you work, you still have to stand up and work. So if we're praying and we're fasting and we're not allowing it to reflect in our character, in our level of responsibility and the way we take, you know, laws... Um, and ethics and all of that, then that miracle is not going to come, at least from the, from the ideology of Islam. So the, the ideology of Islam is um, faith must always be followed by action. So if we want Nigeria to be great, we have to work for it to be great. I think we're joined now um, via Skype by uh, Imam Akbumeji Abdul Wahab. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. Um, just like she said, you, you have to match your your efforts or sort of your prayers with effort uh, for you to see results. Um, how do you spread this teaching to people to understand this? And what should, you know, your fellow imams and just people of the Muslim faith and Nigerians as a whole be telling Nigerians? Like she said, and like I've said through the show, we're going through very difficult times and Ramadan should be a time for us to reflect and hopefully come out better. All right. Thank you for having me. Um, Ramadan is indeed a great favor from Allah Azawajalla. We Muslims do believe that it is a month for total renaissance, a month for us to move from uh, our usual way of doing things to the way Allah wants us to do things in life. And it is not restricted to the month of Ramadan alone. That is the way Allah wants us to do things in all other months. But it's so unfortunate that we get um, spiritually inclined only in the month of Ramadan. Ramadan comes to prepare us how to live our life throughout the whole year. And that is why if you look at the way Allah described the, the end result of Ramadan fast, he says, so that you can attain the status of piety. So, if, for instance, now, in the month of Ramadan, you abide with all the, um, the, the regulations of Allah, and immediately Ramadan leaves, and you jettison all those virtues, that means you are not a complete Muslim. That means Ramadan has not done anything in your life. So Ramadan is for us to curb all the criminalities going on in our country. Because you don't have the strength to even you know, commit those nefarious activities banditry, kidnapping, and all other insecurities that we have been experiencing. In this only month of Ramadan, everything will reduce drastically because that's our belief. According to what our Rasul taught us, he says, Ramadan. when Ramadan approaches, the first thing that Allah will command the assembly of angels to do is for them to open the doors of paradise. And the next thing is what is to close the doors of hell. And all those shayateen, all those evils, you know, that are always in us, commanding us to commit those, acti those nefarious acts, all those evils will be changed. Which means it is out for us to know that 
month of Ramadan is indeed a month of blessing from Allah Azza not only to the Ummah, as the, as the speaker has rightly said, that it is not just for us to fast. We have so many things that we are expected to do in the month of Ramadan. It's not about fasting. It's not about abstaining from eating and drinking. It's the month for us to radiate goodness. It's a month for us to give to the less fortunate in the society. It's a month for us to share in the things going on in the life of others. So we can see that the month of Ramadan has a lot of things for us as Muslims. And we must understand this principle because we are not the first um, community that Allah will ask to fast in the month of Ramadan. So many generations before us. And those things are rightly detailed in the Quran. And the Quran is so graphic about it. It says, So it is one of those things, one of those instruments that the people of the past used to curb criminalities during their times. And I believe, I believe as a person, I strongly believe that we can use Ramadan to correct so many things that are going on wrongly in this country. I, I, I hear you very loud and clear. And I, I mean, if you look at any chart across the world and look at the charts of most religious countries in the world, Nigeria would definitely be somewhere at the top. Religion has never been our issue. You know, we go to church, we love the mosque, we pray a lot. But it's a big difference between being religious and being spiritual and, you know, being a faithful and believing in what is good. How do we start to let people understand that? It's not just by performing the ritual of, you know, just fasting during Ramadan or just going to the mosque every Friday or saying your prayers during the day. How do we start to imbibe those things? Because it seems like that's what's missing with Nigerians. Understanding why they, you know, follow whatever faith it is, faith it is and actually as, as against just being religious. How do we start to give that sort of lesson to people? All right, I quite agree with you sincerely. Many of us, we do go to mosque, we do go to the, to church to to you know to pray and to or to to do so many things. But the truth of the matter is, our minds are not always at these places. To be frank with ourselves, now we have a principle in Islam. The principle is that we as Muslims we must believe that anything we are doing, Allah is always there for us, watching over us. In fact, it is one of the attributes of Allah. Allah watches over his servants. So if you have that belief that any time that you are about committing a crime, if you have that belief that any time you are about, you know, carrying out an injustice to your fellow human beings, if you have that belief that you are about doing something that is inimical to the community that you stay, then you must know that you account to everything you do on the day of Qiyamah. And that is the last day. So as most, if everybody could have such belief, and that is what Iman, that Ajah was trying to expansiate the other time, that Iman is what is missing. And that is why everybody tends to be doing things the way they like. And that is why we've not been getting the results. So for instance now, if you are procured to commit an injury on somebody, and you know that your God, who is your maker, your creator, is right there watching over you, then you will desist. So that's the first, that's the first step. Every, every one of us going to either mosque or church, we must have that belief that as we are living in our house, the God that we're serving 
the God who has commanded us to worship him. He's always, he's always around us every time. We know that is the essence of our creator, of our creation. And that is the only thing that answers the existential question. And that is the only thing that, has, that can stand the test of time. So the best thing is what is what is God doing is what doing well. So if Allah commands you to worship, He asks you to fulfill the right of others as well. The right to protection over you, right to always do what is right to others around you. So if you have all this belief, and you know, consider the fact that right is one of those things that we have jeopardized in this country. And Islam plays much emphasis to you fulfilling the right of others, especially people. And about that live next door to you alone. So we are thinking about those people as your they are your neighbor. Lord Jesus, they are your neighbor. The that you come in contact with in your daily engagement, they are your neighbor. And they have right over you. Okay, let me. Okay, I'll, I'll come back to you. Um, I'll come back to you, um, Imam. Uh, let me come back to Dr. Nani. You wanted to add something okay, yeah. to that? I was going to say there's a verse of the Quran that says, Lais al um, and it goes on like that. The meaning is that righteousness is not facing the East or the West in prayer, but actually believing in one indivisible God, being nice to orphans, helping the needy. So I think he answers the question. So if you go to the mosque and you pray and you fast and all of that, but you are um, you're doing so many things that are wrong, you're arming your neighbors, you're not being good to the poor, the vulnerable, then God himself has said this in the Quran that that is not piety, that is not righteousness. That yeah. righteousness is actually when all of these um, rituals that you do, they reflect in how you treat the other, um, the other person. And then the Prophet also said that um, in, in, in one of his sayings, he says, what is, what is goodness? And he says, goodness is for you to act as if you're seeing God. Because even if you can't see him, he's always seeing you. And so it really doesn't matter, you know, how long you stand in prayer and all of that. If you kill people, if you arm people, if you take what doesn't belong to you or what is supposed to be for the society, if you take a contract for a road, you don't do it, people die and all of that. That's, you're not acting as if God sees you, you know, so... That definitely you are not righteous, you are not good. So the, the, the rituals are meant to actually bring, you know, make you righteous. So if they are not bringing about that result, then you are, yeah. you are not, you're not doing anything. What are you all. looking forward to seeing come out of this, at the end of this month of Ramadan for Nigeria and for just all of us? Okay, um, for, for Muslims, um, I'll say, starting from myself, that we should come out of this Ramadan, you know, without without changing the lessons, you know, and the good things that we have imbibed in the month, um, and then carrying these into our roles um, as civil servants, as professionals, as leaders, as politicians. Definitely, if we do these things, are going to be well. I am hoping that, you know, the love, I believe that we, um, the way Muslims fasted in Ramadan, giving to everybody, whether Muslims or non-Muslims and all of that. So I expect that we should all come out of Ramadan appreciating diversity, appreciating our differences and respecting each other for it. Um, I expect that we'd, we'd all come out being responsible and, you know, working towards ensuring that Nigeria becomes what we want to, it to be 
while not acting contrary to our expectations. Everybody wants Nigeria to be um, to be great without doing their part. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. I mean, so we have to follow all the prayers with action. You, you work with students, I believe. You're, yes. you're a lecturer in a yes. university. Do you find that, because a lot of this terrorism, crime, abductions, and all of that that we hear about in Nigeria are by young people and the youth. Do you find that a lot of young people you find yourself around still believe in the power of like Ramadan and fasting and just having faith in these things? Or do you find there's a disconnect these days? Uh, uh, no, the, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that people tend to stigmatize youth, you know, assuming all well, youth sound serious. No, I, I find a lot of struggling youths. I know students who work, you know, who labor to sponsor their education. And so I, I, I find a lot of youths with, um, with visions, you know, with hope and with, with aspirations and with a lot of skills. And so I, I think I have hope in, in the young generation. My, yeah. my only worry is that a lot of them may be living up in Nigeria and a lot of them might want to just leave this country. And that's because I feel that those of us in authority have actually failed them by not doing our responsibility. But I would yeah. say that, and then that is why it's unfortunate that, you know, we are denying some youths um, the opportunity of education, you know, in so many parts of the country. And those people who are even struggling, like in the North, to go to school, some other people are, they're making it difficult because people don't even believe in education before. We use the excuse of insecurity to actually keep their kids at home. So I feel that um, if there's anything this government needs to work on is to ensure that they bring security, you know, to those troubled regions. Otherwise, yeah. we are going to have a serious problem when we have youths who do not have the education, the skills, and talents to actually integrate into the society. Now, before we go, Imam, just one very quick sentence from you, very, very short. Um, what do you want to see come out of Ramadan at the end of this for Nigeria? Uh, thank you. Um, I believe as Muslims, we need to come out of Ramadan better. And I also want to believe that at the end of Ramadan, we should have it at the back of our mind that it is only the nomenclature that is going to leave us. We will still, you know, so many good things will still be left with us to do. Not minding the fact that Ramadan must have left. We have goodness to radiate, as I have said, because Islam is, a, is all about being, you know, being generous and charitable. So we should not restrict all these virtues only to the month of Ramadan. And we must always, you know, Tell the whole world that indeed Islam provides solutions to hope. That is why the Quran says, We have not left anything unmentioned to you in the Quran. So, those in the position of authority must also not be seen doing justice only, but at the same time, always ensuring that justice is seen to be done across board. So, I, I want to see all these things flowing, and I believe that indeed right. Nigeria is going to become a better place for all of us. Thank you very much, Imam. Thank you very much, Doctor, uh, for joining us. And please have a very peaceful Ramadan, and we look forward to inviting you here again in the future. Thank we'll you. take a break Thank now. You. Don't go away. We'll be right back.